Hello and welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast, the show that empowers you to wake up to your full potential and achieve your biggest goals and dreams. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies to take your life to the next level, as well as interview world-class experts and entrepreneurs who have achieved extraordinary goals themselves, and we ask them to give you a peek behind the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Ready? Here we go. Hey, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community, welcome to today's podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Organifi. Organifi, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. I always spell it because like, naturally it sounds like it would end in a Y, Organifi, but it's not a Y. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi. Anyway, so Organifi has been sponsoring the podcast now for quite a few months and got great feedback from our listeners in terms of the quality of the products, the ingredients, quality of ingredients, and also the taste, which is it's important, right? If you're having a smoothie, you know, plant-based protein powder for your smoothie or for a morning shake, you want to make sure it tastes good as well. And I have mine every morning. I use the vanilla. They have a chocolate and a vanilla. I use the vanilla protein powder. It's got all the essential amino acids that you need. It has all organic ingredients, no fillers, no preservatives, no additives, everything that you'd want in a morning shake. So it's what I go with and I've used it for quite a few years now. And again, it tastes really good. Now I will give you a little bonus tip. I actually use half of a scoop because it is a bit sweet for me. So personally, I use half of a scoop of the powder. And if you do that, then it lasts twice as long. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that, but that's what I do. So (laughs) there's a little tip for you. But Organifi, if you go to the website, organifi.com forward slash Hal and just enter the code HAL at checkout, you get 15% off your entire order. So whether it's the smoothie powder or their green drink or their red drink or their nighttime, you know, they got a bunch of different great stuff, of course. And you go to Organifi, that's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash HAL, and then just enter the discount code HAL at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. I hope you love their products as much as I do, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, Goal Achievers and members of the Miracle Morning community. Hey, it's Hal Elrod. Welcome to the podcast today. Today, we're going to do something kind of special, a little bit different. The evolution of the Miracle Morning movement. Uh, How did this begin? Where are we going? Where are we now? The world premiere of the Miracle Morning movie coming out. I've been reflecting a lot on how the Miracle Morning has evolved over the past 12 years, you know, from my little morning routine uh, back in 2008 to then becoming a book and then growing into this global international community and then ultimately becoming kind of a worldwide movement. And uh, so I want to really look at that evolution. And there's a lot of what I'm going to share today that you, you probably don't know. Some of it you'll be like aware of, but you'll hear a lot of kind of behind the scenes stuff that you've maybe never heard before. And then I want to talk about, you know, what it's become in terms of both the individual impact that it's made for millions of people and it's, it's making for millions of people, and then the collective impact that that has the potential to create in our world. And then let's look forward to the future. You know, what does the future hold in terms of elevating the consciousness of humanity 
one person and one morning at a time? And then what's the impact that that can have on the world? So if you are a practitioner of the Miracle Morning, I think you're going to have a great time with this. Uh, I'm excited as I was outlining this, kind of going through the history of the Miracle Morning and this journey from nothing to to something that's really making a big impact in the world and, and has by far outgrown me. You know, it's this is very much independent of me, even though I created the ritual, wrote the book. I was just standing on the shoulder of giants, first of all, right, just taking the best of the best of practices I had learned and combining them into one really simple, really effective routine. But it's grown beyond me because it's the Miracle Morning community, millions of people around the world that I haven't met 99.9% of, but yet they're still doing this practice that's enabling them, enabling you, enabling all of us to become the best versions of ourselves. And then we go out into the world as the best version of ourselves and the impact that we have in the lives of every person that we touch from, you know, our families, uh, our spouses, our kids, our, our friends, our, you know, family in terms of parents and relatives, but the people that we love, the people that we lead as we dedicate time each morning to becoming the best version of ourselves, we're able to bring that version of ourselves out into the world and the ripple effect really uh, is immeasurable. Today, I'm going to talk about what does that mean to elevate the consciousness of humanity? What does that mean? What does it look like? How do we do it? Because that's something that, you know, you if you've heard me talk about that before is the Miracle Morning mission is to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time, or depending on the day, sometimes I say one morning at a time, sometimes I say one person and one morning at a time. One morning at a time is shorter, catchier, but for me, it's really, you know, authentically, it's about one person and one morning at a time. And so let's let's look back at this evolution of back in 2008 when it started as my morning routine and within a couple of months of doing this practice and again remember this was not called the miracle morning it didn't have a name it wasn't for sure wasn't a book idea definitely wasn't a movie idea you know none of that this was just 2008 the economy crashes started in 2007 2008 is when i really adopted this morning practice and it was the best of these six practices meditation affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. Now, if you practice the SAVERS, right, the acronym that represents the six practices of the Miracle Morning, right, meditation became silence, the first S in SAVERS. Affirmation stayed the same, of course. Visualization, exercise, reading, all stayed the same. And then journaling became scribing, again, because we needed an S to round out the savers. But it started out as my morning ritual. And within a couple of months, it had such profound uh, impact in my life in terms of the results, the outcomes. I more than doubled my income. I went from being in the worst shape of my life physically to committing to run a 52-mile ultra marathon, even though I had never run more than a, a mile back in high school PE class. And uh, the depression I was in went away. It started going away within a matter of days because I felt hopeful and optimistic and energized and motivated and had clarity that had escaped me the previous six months of this kind of downward spiral where the economy had crashed my business. I lost my house, all of those things. So this is how it started. And I went to my wife and I shared with her, you know, that it was felt like a miracle. And she's like, it's like your miracle morning. And I loved that. I loved, you know, that, that, that resonated with me. And so I started writing my schedule as my miracle morning. Right. And then I started sharing it with my coaching clients after I had received this profound impact at that time, I was a coach. That's primarily what I did for my 
my work. And I started sharing it with my coaching clients. In fact, it was actually Katie Fingerhut, who is now Katie Haney, it's her married name. She came to me after about two or so months after I'd started this morning practice. And she said, Hal, I've been reading about morning rituals. Do you have any kind of morning ritual that you do? And I was chomping at the bit. I'm like, oh, oh yes, I, I am so excited to tell you about this. She was the first person I told about it. I said, I'm calling it the mirror. It's my miracle morning. It's these six practices. And I shared it all with her. And she was like, God, it sounds kind of like a lot to do in the morning. I don't, I don't know. And I'm not really a morning person, but I know I think I need to make a change if I want to change my life and improve my life. And I'm like, yes, that's how I felt. You can do it. And she came back to the call a couple weeks later and she was transformed. She's like, Hal, I just had the best two weeks in my sales career. I think she said, I read an entire self-help book. I started running again. She's like, I feel better than I've ever felt before. And it's because of this miracle morning. And that's when the light bulb started to go off. And I went, well, I need to share this with more people. So then I started sharing it with all of my coaching clients. Then I started sharing it in interviews that I was beginning to do. Then I started recording Miracle Morning video blogs. And I don't know if you, if you were, for those of you that were around back in 2008, following, you know, the, the few people that actually followed what I was putting out there, I was sharing all this stuff just in hopes it would help other people. In fact, my opening line for those early video blogs, it was uh, something along the lines of, you know, welcome to the Miracle Morning video blog. It's the always authentic, never scripted, hair is usually messed up morning video blog because I always record with my hair all messed up and stuff. And I've actually, I think I've taken those down off YouTube. I'm kind of embarrassed. They're, they're pretty rough when I watch them. But anyway, so I started doing all this. And then on one day on YouTube, and this was a real defining moment. And as I was outlining this journey, I realized that there were these defining moments along the way, such as Katie coming to me and saying, hey, uh, do you have a morning ritual? And that's what first prompted me. And if she wouldn't have asked me, I don't know if or when I would have started sharing it, right? So that was a real defining moment was just my coaching client, Katie, asking if I had a morning ritual. And then this was a really big defining moment. In fact, if you, uh, when you watch the Miracle Morning movie, you'll, you'll see this part, you'll, you'll hear about this. But I was on YouTube one day and I searched for Miracle Morning because I was looking for one of my video blogs. And I came across a video that was titled Miracle Morning at Joe's. And it was from some stranger that I had never heard of or met before uh, named Joseph Diasana. And he was talking about how the miracle morning had changed his life. He was up at like 5 a.m. on a Sunday morning and how it had changed his life. And it turned out he had actually heard about it from one of my coaching clients, Brianna Greenspan, who is actually now the co-author of Miracle Morning Art of Affirmations coloring book. So how things come kind of full circle. But Brianna had told Joe about it. They were like a networking group or something together. And so that's when the light bulb really went off. And I went, wait a minute, the miracle morning, if it's changed my life and I wasn't a morning person, this is changing the lives of um, all of my coaching clients, except one, one was really stubborn, but every other coaching client went from I'm not a morning person to wow, how this miracle morning stuff really works. And then, but then it was this video from Joe where I go, wow, now like the degrees of separation, this is someone who it is transformed his life so much that he's taking the time to put it on YouTube and, and record a video about it, right? He wants to share it with other people. And I went, this could change anyone's life. Like if it works for me, my clients, and this guy, Joe, this stranger. And so I decided I had a responsibility to share it with the world 
and I committed to writing a book. I thought that's the best way. If I write it in a book, I clarify my thinking, I get the book out there, and then maybe I'll, you know, I can speak about it, whatever. But I realized that's kind of the the fundamental uh, next step is to put it in the form of a book so that I can clarify my thinking. Because at that time, you know, it wasn't structured. It wasn't in writing as much. It was just kind of, you know, it wasn't the Sabres, by the way. They're, the acronym wasn't formed until halfway through writing the book when I was frustrated trying to figure out how to organize these six practices. And my wife gave me the idea of, uh, my wife Ursula said, why don't you get a thesaurus and see if you can come up with synonyms of the words that represent these six practices and see if you could turn it into an acronym. And, uh, you know, I kissed my wife on the face. I'm like, that's brilliant. Let's see what I could do. And I, you know, I, I searched for different words, acronyms, and meditation became silence and journaling became scribing. And then you've got the savers, which interestingly enough, you know, my wife, I've realized is my muse. She is my inspiration behind my writing in a lot of ways. And the savers without that piece, without that acronym, if it would have been just these six practices that were not connected in this way of the acronym, I don't know that the Miracle Morning would have been as sticky for people because I have so many people both tell me that, you know, that there's the savers, they just go through them in their head. S-A-V-E-R-S. Okay, I did my silence. Now I'm doing my affirmations. Okay, now I'm doing the visualization, right? It just makes it easy to grasp and remember and make a part of your daily life. But the other thing that I notice is when I look in the Miracle Morning Community Facebook group, right, I see every day people are talking about their savers probably more often. I think I did a search a long time ago for the Miracle Morning as a term and then savers as a term. And I believe there was like twice as many posts that came up that had put savers in their post versus the Miracle Morning. So that really became a fundamental piece of what made the Miracle Morning so implementable and simple for people to stick with. So I decided I needed to write a book. And during that time, I continued to share Miracle Morning on social media, in speeches, in interviews, like anywhere that I could. And then once I finished writing the book, by the way, my goal was to write it in one year and it took me three years. And when I was down to the final draft or almost final draft, I sent it to a handful of my friends. I sent it to John Vroman, who is now the founder of Front Row Dads. I sent it to John Berghoff, who is now the founder of Exchange. I sent it to my sister, Haley. And I don't remember who else. There was probably one or two other people that I sent it to. And I just said, hey, I would, you know, you're my close friends, you're my family. I would love it if you would read. I probably sent it to my parents. I said, if you would read the manuscript and like give me feedback, where any blind spots, anything I'm missing, anything that I, you know, that I'm saying that's offensive, you know, please help me. And they all read the book and they gave me some incredible feedback, all of them. My sister, by the way, was one of them. She goes, Hal, you wrote this. It's very self-helpy. She said, if you're into personal development, this is right up your alley. She said, Hal, because you are so in that world. She said, but for the average person, which I feel like you're trying to reach people that aren't already into personal development, my sister said, I think you need to change. And she's highlighted all the spots. She goes, you need to change this. It sounds too motivational. It sounds too, you know, self-helpy, et cetera. And so that feedback was invaluable. And, and, and let me insert a really important bonus lesson that I often forget uh, myself. So I'll, I'll share it with you in hopes that we'll both remember this and do it more often. But often I just, I put something out there into the world without getting a second set of eyes on it. And every time I do that, I almost always get feedback from people 
reading or listening to whatever I put out there without any feedback from that, you know, from my circle of influence first. And it's usually like, I've made some mistakes. I didn't consider certain people's perspectives. And so thankfully I got, you know, multiple sets of eyes on the book because I don't know, once again, that without the collaboration of my wife and John Berghoff and John Vroman and my sister uh, and my coaching clients and all these different people giving feedback on what worked for them, what didn't, what resonated, what didn't, uh, I don't know that the Miracle Morning would have reached and impacted as many people as it has or even just the depth of the impact it has had for so many people. So make sure that you're getting a second set of eyes on things. And by the way, that this applies not only to your work that you put into the world, but let's say you're having a disagreement with your someone in your life at work or your spouse, right? Just getting an outside perspective can be in valuable. Right now, you know, my team, uh, I've got Brianna Greenspan is on my my team uh, for the Miracle Morning, like the, the movement that we're, you know, that I'm going to talk more about today. But uh, Brother James uh, is on my team. You may know Brother James, expert facilitator, musician. Uh, Chip Franks is on my team. Uh, Teresa Larico is on my team, Nick Conadera. So the point is, the feedback from all of these people, whenever I have an idea, I share it with them. And then I get feedback. And almost always the idea, either I, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a bad idea. Or very often it's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. But uh, yeah, there were so many things I wasn't thinking about that having that second, third, fourth, fifth set of eyes is crucial. And again, even in your own relationships, in your own life, the challenges you're having, reach out and ask for help because one conversation, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't count how many individual conversations I've had about struggles in my life or, or even just ambitions or goals in my life. And it was being vulnerable, being willing to share that made a big impact. In fact, I came back yesterday. I've been at the Front Row Dads Retreat for the last two and a half days. And I'm going off on a little tangent here, but hopefully this is valuable for you. But I was at the Front Row Dads Retreat for the last two and a half days. And it's a group of 24 men, most of which are entrepreneurs. There's a surgeon in the group. There's there's a variety of different folks, but most of which are entrepreneurs that are you know running businesses and making a difference in the world. And the fundamental key that law that like, makes the group work is our vulnerability and the the desire to serve each other. So meaning that everyone there is willing to say, hey, I'm really screwing up as a dad in this way, or I'm really, I'm really screwing up as in this way as a husband. And of course the thing isn't all about how we're screwing up. It's here's what we're doing well so we can learn from our strengths. But everybody's willing to be completely vulnerable. And these guys, you know, we're hugging each other and we love each other. It's just it's it's this amazing culture of support. And so that's what I, that's why I'm sharing this as an example of you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and open and actively seek help if you are going to get it. And that is one element of of the Miracle Morning movement is I'm a very small part of it, right? Like I am a I see myself as a very small part of this. It is the millions of people that are part of the Miracle Morning and the community. And in the beginning, it was the Brianna Greenspans that shared this with. Joe that made a video called Miracle Morning at Joe's. It was John Vroman who, by the way, John is the one that gave me the idea. His feedback when the book was almost done was, Hal, do you have an online community or a forum where people that read the book that are waking up early, you know, probably the only one in their family that's getting up an hour earlier to do the Miracle Morning, do they have, are they going to have anywhere to plug in and, and get support and, you know, swap routines and smoothie recipes and share ideas and apps for meditation and all this stuff. And thank God for me sharing it with John Vroman because I started a Facebook group 
called the Miracle Morning Community that literally had less than 10 people in it. It was me, my mom, dad, and my sister. It was John Broman, John Berghoff, right? It was, you know, it was, it was, it was less than a, a 10 people it, that first were in the group. And then now it's, you know, we're at 200 and as of today, I think 280,000 members from over a hundred countries that wake up every day and that support each other. And, and I'll get to that. I want to come back to that. We're going to talk about the Miracle Morning community because that is what this morning ritual has evolved into, right? It went from an individual morning routine to a morning routine that many people implemented to then a shared common practice that millions of people are transforming their lives with and they're doing it not in isolation. Yes, they're doing their miracle morning by themselves, but as a community, we're all in this together and we are really supporting each other. So I'm going I'm to circle back to that here in, in, a, in a few minutes. But yeah, so John Roman had the idea for launching that Facebook group and thank goodness that he did. And the Miracle Morning book I mentioned, my goal was to write it in a year. I started in 2008, 2009, 2009 I think is when I started writing it. Took three years to write it, and it published on uh, in 2012 on 12 12 12, right? December 12, 2012. 12 12 12. I picked a date that I uh, hopefully wouldn't forget, and I so far so good. I'm able to to remember the date. So 12 12 12, and then I established my mission for that year because I started to get feedback from the we did an advanced reader team, which means is where you form like a launch team which we're going to do for the movie, by the way. In fact, remind me to mention that at the end. Uh, But we formed a launch team of people that had already been doing the Miracle Morning before the book was published because I was sharing it all the time on social media, interviews. So people were doing the Miracle Morning while I was writing the book and they were giving me feedback. I was taking their success stories. And once as I got all these really just powerful, I guess you'd say testimonies from people that the Miracle Morning changed my life in these really profound ways. I lost a bunch of weight. I'm, I overcame depression. I'm, I'm happier. I'm healthier. I started a business. I, I wrote my own book. Uh, I just, I wait, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I feel better every day doing this morning ritual. Like all these really profound results that people were getting inspired me. And I decided when the book published, initially I was like, well, I, I don't know who's going to read this. Like, I don't, I don't have an audience, you know, I really don't have, I don't have a platform. People don't know who I am. So I, it's not going to, I don't have this big ability to launch it to, you know, millions of people, but, uh, I'm just committed to sharing it with as many people as I possibly can. Well, once I started to see their outcomes more and more and more, when the book published, I decided to create a mission and I established the mission for the year which would be 2013, right? It published 12, 12, 12. So going into the new year, my mission for that year was to change 1 million lives one morning at a time. In other words, it was to sell 1 million copies of the book, right? That's how I would change a million lives one morning at a time. And that year, I, for those of you, if you haven't heard this, I did everything in my power to reach that goal. I was That was my number one focus. I was committed to it. And what that included, I, I launched the Achieve Your Goals podcast that you're listening to right now. I launched that as a way to add value for my audience, for you, for my email subscribers, for our community. I wanted a way to continue to add value. So I did 52 weekly episodes of this podcast. I did over 150 interviews on other people's podcasts. Uh, I gave 36 speeches all over the country in Canada. I was on more than a dozen morning TV talk shows, like uh, Good Morning Sacramento, Great Day Houston, uh, NBC's Daytime, which is you know a national morning show on NBC. I traveled the country on all these TV shows. And after all of that, remember the goal was 1 million lives, change 1 million lives one morning at a time. After all of that, after doing everything I could possibly think of 
to reach a million people with my limited resources, I believe the Miracle Morning sold right around 13,000 copies. So if you do the math, that's 987,000 copies short of my goal, right? The goal was a million. I got to 13,000 and, and I was 987,000 copies short of my goal. And if you do the math, by the way, right, which I pulled out a calculator, did the math, 1 million copies divided by 13,000 copies a year would take 76 years to reach at that pace, right, to reach a million people. And so when the year ended, people often ask me, like, did you know this was going to reach millions of people? And the answer is absolutely not. I had more fear and insecurity and self-doubt than I had unwavering faith at that time. It was like, who am I to reach a million people? And who am I to even convince people that they can beat the snooze button? You know, like when I was writing the book, I was really insecure about that. I thought, how am I going to convince someone that has snoozed and slept in for their entire life and identified as a night owl, not a morning person? What could I possibly write that's compelling enough that's going to get them to actually not just think about it, but actually do it, wake up earlier, do the routine and stick with it indefinitely. I thought, I, I don't, I don't know how to convince someone to do that, you know? And so, but I decided that I was committed to do whatever it took to change 1 million lives and do whatever it took for as long as it took. And that's such an important lesson. Again, I want to, as much as I can here, I want to pause and kind of interject these lessons that I learned on this journey. And if you're familiar with my book, The Miracle Equation, this is the living example of the miracle equation, right? The miracle equation is the two decisions that move your biggest goals from possible to probable to inevitable. My goal was change 1 million lives one morning at a time. That was where I call it my mission. And one of the fundamentals of the miracle equation is that you, you maintain those two decisions until you achieve the miracle, right? The outcome, the goal. So it's not that you make these decisions of unwavering faith and extraordinary effort one time, but you literally make them every day. Every day you wake up, you affirm your unwavering faith. I have unwavering faith that I can change 1 million lives one morning at a time, no matter what, there is no other option. I'll say that again, and you fill in the blank. Instead of changing 1 million lives one morning at a time, what do you want to create in your life? Because there really is no limit if you stay committed for as long as it takes. We often give up way too soon. We set a goal for the year, we don't hit it, so then we shift directions and do something else. Or we launch a book, we've got these high aspirations, it doesn't do what we wanted to the first few months or first year, so we get, you know, we start chasing the other squirrels, we shift right, and we do something different. But if you commit to the most important outcome in your life, or all of the most important outcomes in your life, right, the, the highest priorities for you, you really can't fail as long as you stay committed for as long as it takes, no matter what, there's no other option. So again, I was affirming every day, I will maintain unwavering faith that I can change 1 million lives one morning at a time, no matter what, there is no other option. And then the extraordinary effort piece, you wake up every day and you do, you put forth extraordinary effort, which is simply doing at least one thing every day. It doesn't mean you have to work 80 hours a week, it means you need to do one thing just about every day that moves you toward your miracle toward that outcome that you're committed to. And so every day, that's why I was doing, you know, hundreds of interviews and TV shows. And I posted on social media, almost, you know, probably average of five days a week. I mean, in the community, I was nurturing the community as much as I could. It was whatever it took for as long as it took. And uh, it ended up taking six years to reach 1 million people. And along that journey, 
The book was translated into 37 languages and you know published by 37 foreign publishers. In 2014, Nick Conadera, good friend of mine, he approached and asked me about doing this movie, the Miracle Morning movie. He said, what if we made a documentary and we focused on all of the people in the Miracle Morning community? Because see, and I actually want to dive into that for a minute. The Miracle Morning community, you know, it, it, it's a Facebook group, right? In terms of technically, it's a Facebook group. Now, there are millions of people that are doing the Miracle Morning that aren't in the Facebook group, that aren't even on Facebook, right? So to me, the Miracle Morning community, there are levels to it, right? There's the global community of people around the world that, that, that aren't on social media, right? That aren't in Facebook, but they're doing the Miracle Morning every day and it's impacting their life. It's impacting their families, their businesses, their communities. It's impacting their circle of influence, right? There's, there's that big, large global community who I'm not necessarily in touch with, right? I mean, a lot of them are, I guess, on our my email list, but even that is a fraction of the amount of people that are doing the Miracle Morning. So then there's the Miracle Morning community Facebook group. And as I mentioned, it's grown organically. Like, why well, don't do Facebook ads? Now there's anything wrong with that, but it's really word of mouth. The Miracle Morning book and the community grows via word of mouth because People are doing it, it's impacting their lives, and then they're sharing it with other people. Well, the Miracle Morning community, if you are a member, and I know most of our listeners are members, and if you're not, you can go to miraclemorningcommunity.com, and that'll take you right to the Facebook group, and then you can join. And by the way, if you're not on social media, I get it, total you know, respect, and we're looking for other ways to try to you know, keep engaging the community. But if you are in the community, you know like it's one of the most inspired supportive, like non-judgmental, loving communities online or offline that I have ever been a part of. It's it's really something special. You know, I mean to me it's like the humanity at its finest. Like really the the attributes, at least that for me personally are important of of love and support and all of the, you know, and, and all of selflessness, all of these aspects of people, you know, elevating our own consciousness, personal development, improving ourselves, supporting others in their own improvement, all of these things are all present in that community. And so that for me has been where I get to witness, we all get to witness the impact of the miracle morning. Because you see people talk about, I used to be an angry person, and now I do the miracle morning. When I do the miracle morning, I, I get present to all of, you know, I calm myself, I get centered, and I focus on the things I have to feel grateful for and great about, and I put myself in this positive mental and emotional state that then allows me to be calm throughout the rest of the day. You know, you see people sharing these profound impacts that saved my marriage. I mean, all of these things, and it's just a microcosm for what's possible. And it goes back to in the same, like, I want you to think about this in terms of if you are a member, if you consider yourself a member of the Miracle Morning community, I want you to consider, or I'm inviting you to consider this. When the Miracle Morning started, remember, it started because I taught it to my coaching clients. I saw it change their life. And then I started teaching it in interviews and all these you know, places I could. And then I saw that video on YouTube from Joe and I thought, wow, Joe's a stranger to me. He heard about this from Brianna, someone that I taught it to. And now he's telling about other, telling other people about it. I was like, this is incredible. And, and so what I want you to think about is this. For me, that was a microcosm of the potential of the miracle morning. I thought it's changing the lives of starting with me, then moving on to my clients and then moving on to some people I've never met and then people that I you know that that he knows that I've never met and 
what you see happening in the Miracle Morning community of this people bringing out the best in themselves every day, every morning, becoming a better version of the person that they were when they went to bed the night before. My vision, the ultimate vision for the future is for the world to start their day this way. And and now it went from 1 million lives to 1 billion lives. That's the mission that my team is focused on and that I'm inviting our community to be focused on because it's only happening via all of us, right? It's not like me and my little team can do all of this. You know, we're not, we're not marketing geniuses at all. Like we're just, if anything, we're, how do you nurture a community and support a community so that it thrives? And then the, the simple thriving of the individuals in that community creates a ripple effect that now creates impact and thriving in lives of, you know, countless people. And so the vision for the future of the Miracle Morning movement is that 1 billion people plus start. And of course, if we reach a billion people, it'll, you know, it will continue, you know, reach the other 6 billion people because of that ripple effect. And for me, I'm committed to this for the rest of my life. Like I will do, I will keep doing everything in my power to reach and impact millions of people, a billion plus people elevate the consciousness of humanity for as long as it takes. And so I do want to mention that the Miracle Morning movie, that's why the movie came to be. In 2014, Nick, which was what, two years after the book published, uh, my, my friend, Nick Conadera, who is a filmmaker, he came over to my house for dinner with me and you know Ursula and the kids, uh, Sophie and Halston. We all had dinner together. And after dinner, Nick was asking me for kind of some bit career advice. He's like, hey, Hal, you know, um, how, did you, how is the Miracle Morning reaching so many people? How can I reach that many people with my films? What should I do for my next project? And I started asking him questions. I said, well, you know, the Miracle Morning reaches people because it helps them improve their lives. So if the movie only entertains somebody for 90 minutes, but doesn't provide them with any tools for lasting change, I said, I think your reach and impact is going to be limited because once the movie's over and they forget about it and they're on to their other movies, they're not going to potentially, they're not going to be thinking about it or talking about it with other people. But if you can create a documentary around a topic that you're passionate about, and Nick's a very smart guy, I said, and I started asking him, what are you passionate about? What are some of the issues in the world that you see? And I don't remember his answers, you know, six years ago, but he was spouting off, you know, oh, I care about this. And I, I feel like we should help, you know, millennials. And I feel like we should all these different things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, great idea. Great idea. You should, you know, maybe you do that or you do that. And then he goes, and I mean, this is literally after like an hour of talking about different ideas of what he could do for his next film. He said, what if we did a miracle morning movie? And I kind of, you know, I went, tell me more. And he said, well, what if we did a film where he goes, you know, I'm in the Miracle Morning community. I, I want, you know, I'm in the Facebook group every day. And by the way, on, on a side note, Nick, when he was filming his first full length feature film, which is called Sharp, you know, it's a comedy for millennials, essentially, is what it was kind of designed to be. And you can actually go watch that at sharp-movie.com, I believe, sharp-movie.com. But when he was filming that, his entire crew, he and his entire crew met at the film set early to do the Miracle Morning together. How cool is that, right? Like, so, so there was nobody more organic in terms of a filmmaker that, that could potentially have an idea and a vision for this film because he lives the Miracle Morning. And he said, he said, Hal, I'm in the Facebook group every day. I've seen people, you know, I see people every day, like the profound impact that they're sharing that it's making in their life. He said, what if we created a film where we filmed the stories of all these people who the Miracle Morning is transforming their lives? And then we, you know, we shared your story of trying to 
reach millions of people. And then the story is of people who were being impacted. He said, that could be really cool. And I started to get excited and I go, yeah, Nick, I said, scratch all those other ideas we've been talking about for the last hour. Scratch all those, like the Miracle Morning movie. This sounds like a really cool idea. And then, you know, he left that night and uh, he reached back out and I just, I kind of said, you know, Nick, I'm overwhelmed right now with all of the projects that I'm doing as it is. So someday, like I love this idea, but I, I, I can't wrap my head around it, you know, maybe someday. And he kept pinging me about it over the next few weeks and maybe months. And one day he called me. And he figured out how to play to what, what I cared about at that point with the Miracle Morning. And he said, Hal, what is your mission with the Miracle Morning? You know, and I, I knew he knew. So I said, but I repeated it. I said, it's to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. And he said, what percentage of humanity reads self-help books? I said, gosh, I think it's like 1%. I mean, it's you know, not, not very many. And he said, what percentage watches television, watches films, watch, you know, watch movies, watch, turn the TV on and watch something. And I immediately got where he was going with that. And I go, yeah, you know, in, in developed countries, you know, parts of the world, I would say probably like the other 99%, right? They don't read self-help books. They're turning on the TV every day when they get home from school or work or whatever. And uh, I said, Nick, I think we have to make a movie. Right. And his point was that if you want, you know, that if I, if, if our community, if we want to reach, if our community wants to truly impact a billion lives, we want to reach, you know, millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people, a billion people, we have to use a medium that those people are already using in the form of television, in the form of movies, computer, you know, streaming, whatever, however you digest your movies. Now it used to be TV. Now it's often through the computer, on your devices, whatever. But he said, we have to reach them through that medium. And so that's when I said, okay, we're making a film. And then I had the vision in terms of, I'll give you guys a little bit of sneak peek on what the Miracle Morning movie, kind of what it entails. The original vision, I said, well, Nick, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I said, the Miracle Morning uh, book is reach, it's impacting people. It's actually getting them to do the Miracle Morning and they're sharing with people that they know. I said, so let's stay as close to that, whatever, whatever formula I kind of figured out for the book, a lot of it by accident, you know, it just kind of worked out, but it was divine inspiration, if you will. But I said, let's stick as close to that as we can so that we just, I just, because the objective is not for me to, you know, prove that I'm a great writer or I mean, or, or I'm sorry, the objective is to get people to actually do the miracle morning, just like the book does. We don't just want to just entertain people. Yes, that's important to keep them, you know, enjoying the movie, but we really want to change their behavior. And so the next iteration was, I thought, what if we interviewed uh, or went out and filmed some really, you know, well-known, world-famous, successful individuals in different walks of life doing their, their morning ritual? whether it's the miracle morning or whatever their form is, I go, and that way the movie goes beyond the book. Now it's telling people, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, the miracle morning. Great. Here's how some of the world's most successful people, you're going to get an exclusive look behind the scenes, at how they start their day and how their miracle morning impacts their quality of life and their success. And Nick loved that idea. It's like, that's a great idea. And Robert Kiyosaki, which I always, I just, I pay tribute to Robert because he was one of the first you know, well-known, famous people. Uh, by the way, if you don't know Robert, he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which has, you know, sold 26 million copies. And Robert is, you know, he's written dozens of books and, you know, very successful entrepreneur and all these things. 
And Robert, I met at an event, gave him a copy of the book. I was his warm-up speaker at this event. Gave him, it was a GoBundance event. Gave him a copy of the book, thinking he's not going to read it. Like he's very successful. He's not going to read my little self-published, you know, Miracle Morning book. And like three weeks later, I got an email from his assistant and said, "Hey, Robert has read your book three times. He and his wife Kim are doing the Miracle Morning almost every day, and it's changing their lives. And he wants to interview you on Rich Dad Radio." And as a fan of Robert through his book, you know, having read Rich Dad Poor Dad, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, no way. This is like a dream come true. And so after the interview, I asked him if he would allow us, if he'd be allow us to film him for this documentary we were creating. And he said, yes. And Nick and I flew out to Arizona, went to his office, filmed he and Kim. And that's kind of the birth of like, wow, this is really something like we, you know, and then I started reaching out to all these other influencers. And now the film features, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali, who's an 18 time undefeated world champion boxer. She's been on Dancing with the Stars. She's a mom, an entrepreneur. We've got Mel Robbins, author of The Five Second Rule, Brendan Burchard, Robin Sharma. We've got, you know, CEOs, self-made multimillionaires, James Altucher's in the film. There's, you know, I could go on and on. There's like two dozen of these amazing people that are in the film. And then it's the, my cancer journey. And if you're new to the podcast, you're not aware, very quickly, three years ago, I was diagnosed with a rare aggressive form of cancer and given a 30% chance of surviving. And it was halfway through filming the movie. And I called Nick, I called our director, I said, the movie's off, or I'm sorry, it's on hold. I, I don't, I have to fight for my life right now and, and, and beat this cancer to be alive for my family, for my wife, for my kids. I could give a heck less about the movie, right? Like that's, I don't, I don't care. I mean, that's, that's right now that that's totally irrelevant. And Nick had a different perspective and he had been making a film, right? He was the filmmaker. He was making a film about this journey that I was on to change millions of lives one morning at a time to elevate consciousness. And this was arguably the most dramatic event <laughs> that could happen in the middle of this journey where I'm, you know, diagnosed with cancer, given a 30% chance of, of surviving, of beating it. So he asked me if he could, if he could, as much as possible film my cancer journey. And I was a little put off by it. I thought, what? You know, I don't understand. I didn't really get his vision. And he said, Hal, first of all, I, I have faith that you're going to beat this. And he said, second of all, we imagine capturing that so that we can share with the world how you, you know, your mindset and how you overcome this cancer. And so I agreed. I said, okay, you know, a little hesitant, but I said, sure, you can film this. And he filmed you know, the entire journey, um, you know, me on chemo, me at my lowest point, you know, not a hair on my body in the ER for days on end in, you know, in, on, in horrific pain on and on and on. And, um, and the whole thing's captured. And so when you watch the film, the first hour is the original vision of the film. It's, it's this really profound, you know, you're, you're watching my journey. You, you get to go to Paris with me to do a media tour that my publisher in Paris brought me out to. Um, you see it from the very beginning, how, how the whole thing evolved. And then, and then you get to see the stories of Mike Eaton, who lost 90 pounds, obese his whole life. And he lost 90 pounds as a result of the miracle morning. You can see the, the story of Aaron and Michelle Matsuka, who their mom, Patty, brought them to a Miracle Morning event that we did years ago. And then the kids started doing the Miracle Morning and it completely transformed their life to the point where they started a Miracle Morning club on their high school campus. And when you see their story and you actually get to go into the club at school and see, like, it is just profound. And then you see Rister Mom, who 
lost both of her eyes. She lost her eyesight as a single mother. She lost her eyesight. Her husband left her and someone from America donated eyes to her and she had an eye transplant and she was depressed through this whole thing and she Googled how to get out of depression and the Miracle Morning came up in a search and she read the book in Kenya. She, again, I don't know if I mentioned that, but she's from Kenya. And we, we we hired a film crew in Kenya and filmed her journey again. And it was just, so there's all these incredible, and there's more than that, but these incredible stories. Brianna Greenspan, her story of how she, she shares Miracle Morning with medical survivors. And then through all of that, you get to see the morning routines of Layla Ali and Brendan Burchard and Joe Polish and Dr. John Gray. And you hear from, you hear the science behind morning routines from, from neuroscientist Andrew Hill and Dr. Michael Bruce, the sleep doctor, and, and Alicia Batier, the, uh, uh, she's a naturopathic doctor. You, you, you see, like, it's just, it's so much rich content that you can apply to your life. And then all of a sudden, an hour into the movie, right? there I am fighting for my life. And you get to be part of this really emotional, intimate journey where my hope is, and I, and I think what will happen from those that have seen the film is it really is going to give millions upon millions of people a perspective shift in seeing that when you see that, oh, even in the midst of cancer and pain and the fear of death and leaving your children behind without one of their parents, all of that, you know, you, you get to see me talking about my perspective on cancer, that I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for every adversity that I have because every adversity, every challenge, every difficult experience in our lives is an opportunity for us to learn, to grow, and to become better than we've ever been before. And my hope right now, beyond just the introducing the Miracle Morning to people, which yes, that's still part of it, right? We, we want to reach a billion people with the Miracle Morning, but there's a whole new element to this film because of the cancer journey. In some ways, it's the best thing that ever happened to the movie because now it goes beyond the morning ritual to this perspective shift of, okay, wow, as millions of people around the world right now tens of millions, hundreds of millions are struggling mentally and emotionally. They're living with so much uncertainty right now in the world. The context of this year, 2020, this film, the timing couldn't be more important to empower people to take control of their inner world, despite what's going on in the outer world. And you've, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, since COVID hit, that's been the theme that I've come back to over and over again, which is, look, don't get wrapped up in anything that's out of your control, because all it does is make you feel like you don't have control over your life, like you don't have control over the world. And whether that's looking at COVID-19 or the, or the election or the economy or your fears of what may or may not play out or what's going on now, or maybe it's losing a loved one to what's happened, you know, there's so much that we don't have control over. And, you know, the news is an example. If you turn on the news, think about it. Why does it cause everyone to feel so stressed and afraid is because you're just literally watching things that are out of your control. Since when does the news go, hey, let, let, let us empower you to take control of your mental and emotional well-being. Let us give you strategies and practices and rituals and routines that will enable you to be the best version of yourself every day. I don't watch the news that often, you guys, but I've never seen it go that direction. It's always, here's what's wrong. 
Here's what you should be afraid of. Here's what you should be concerned about. Here's what this person is doing wrong. Let's blame this political party or this or the disease on and on and on. It's just, it is inducing fear and spiking our cortisol levels. So this film is the opposite. This film can literally, it gives people a way to make change within themselves first. And by making change within themselves, then they're able to put themselves in that peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state. They're able to take control of their inner world so that they have the the wherewithal, the mindset, the confidence, the clarity to take actions that are within their control to create outcomes that they want to in their life. And so this movie, I feel like for the mental health crisis that's going on right now in our world that was already going on before COVID hit, before businesses were shut down, before the economies were shut down and we were quarantined and separated from our family and couldn't go to funerals and all of these things. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to hyper-focus on, on whether, what, what should or shouldn't have been done. I'm just talking about this is what was done. And since that, the mental health crisis, the suicide rates, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I've read them in the last few months and everything's, there's a lot of fallout outside of whether or not you you get sick. So anyway, I don't mean to go too far down that road. The point is that within the context of 2020, I feel like this film is needed now more than ever. In the long run, yes, it will be. It's just about the miracle morning for the most part. It's it's helping people take control, have this implement this morning ritual that you've already, many of you, most of you have, have already practiced. But the movie goes so far beyond the book that for everyone that's been doing the miracle morning for even years, this is gonna be 90% completely new content, information, cinematography, humor, uh, drama, and inspiration, and action. So, sorry, I'm, well, I just like got into a zone. I don't even know what I was talking about. Let me look at, I had a few notes here. Let me see if there's anything that I I missed. Oh, by the way, I do want to mention this for, if you've looked at the Miracle Morning movie, um, and you know, if you don't, if you have a ticket, awesome. And we have, I know we've sold, I actually don't know how many tickets yet, but we've, we've got a lot of people that are, are attending the premiere. I, I would imagine there'll be tens of thousands of people. Uh, my team wants to shoot for a hundred thousand people. That number scares the heck out of me. It's just, it's a, it's a big goal, but regardless, just to be clear, this isn't just the world premiere of the movie. So the it, it's, if you go to miraclemorningmovie.com, you can get all the details. You can see everyone that's in the movie, which is kind of cool. Just to go see everybody that's in the movie. You can read details about the movie. You can watch the trailer if you haven't seen it. And you can reserve your, your ticket. But just to be really clear, if you're not aware of this, the, the premiere is not just the movie. It's a fully immersive experience. So it starts out with a special welcome video that I just recorded the other day for all of you, for you to, you know, kind of bring you into the movie in the best possible context and mindset to get the most out of the movie. And then the movie's an hour and 40 minutes long. When the movie finishes, we go straight into an implementation training that I also recorded the other day. It's brand new. It's never been seen before. Um, And it's an implementation training. And it is both for people that have never done a Miracle Morning and seasoned miracle morning practitioners, veterans, if you will. So it's both. It's how do you, it's, hey, if you're brand new to the miracle morning, here's what you do to get started tomorrow. But if you've been doing it for years, here's how you create a new 30-day challenge that will amplify your life even further. And then I give you some advanced strategies around the savers that, you know, that I, I that are new. So, and then finally, 
you're gonna get to ask me questions. There's gonna be a live Q&A after the implementation training. So this is what your ticket is for, right? It's not just the movie. This is a one, uh, you know, this is gonna be live 12, 12, 2020. Uh, it's literally live. So if you come in five minutes late, it's like walking into a movie at the theater five minutes late where it's already going, you know? For anyone though that, if you are, if you're going, I want to be there, but I can't be there live. That's okay. We are going to create a window for anyone that can't watch it during the lifetime. There will be a window, you know, 24, 48 hours, I'm not sure the exact time frame, but there will be a window afterwards where you can actually still watch the entire premiere with the movie experience and the training and the Q and A and all of those things. So, you know, if you're not available at the exact time, which is 12, 12, 2020 at 12 PM Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And there's a little calculator when you get your ticket where you can check your time zone and all that. But this movie is the next step. As I mentioned, it's the next step in the Miracle Morning mission, which is to elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time, one person at a time. And again, it goes back to that conversation with Nick and I when he asked me what percentage of people read self-help books. And I said, 1%. He said, what percentage watch films? And I said, the other 99%, so, or 80, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a significantly larger amount. And that's why we created this film to spread the miracle morning to reach 1 billion people. And the last thing I'll say, I mentioned this earlier, uh, we are going to do a movie launch team. I'll probably be, and now I meant to do it already, but I just, this movie premiere, this launches, there's a lot of pieces to this. And so, but I do, I'm working on a miracle morning movie launch team. We actually, did this, we formed this launch team originally like two years ago when the movie was first gonna come out and it didn't because I got cancer, it was actually three years ago, I guess. And we had 1500 people apply for the launch team back then. So I will be re-engaging those 1500 and then I'll send out a new application. So just keep an eye out for that. It's not, I don't have it ready yet, but if you want to be a part of, you know, the launch team and you'll be able to, you know, you'll all be doing some private zoom calls and it'll be really easy. It's basically you just sharing this. I'll give you the trailer, the, the link to upload the trailer to your Facebook and, you know, a movie poster, just, just some different stuff to be able to share it and get the word out because that's how we're going to reach all the people that we're trying to reach. So that's it. Actually, the last thing I'll share is in terms of the future, you know, the movie is, is the next step, but I see the miracle morning in every school in the world. Like that's part of this. If every school, imagine if every person on the planet started their day with meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling, if they got clarity, if they were present to their highest priorities and their values to live in alignment with those values, if they put themselves in a peak physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual state, I'm talking every person on the planet, let's say a billion of them, right? Even not every person, but if a billion people started every day that way in a calm, clear, peaceful, proactive state, imagine how that would transform our world as people elevate their own consciousness every day individually. And by the way, I mentioned earlier that I would define that. There's different ways you can define consciousness. Con the word consciousness, you could define it as the essence of who we truly are. Some people call it spirit or soul. Some people measure it by it's the energetic force that is that is driving and, and, and giving life to our body. So right, there's different ways to, to, to define consciousness. In terms of elevating our consciousness, I'm gonna give you a practical definition. It's elevating our conscious awareness, meaning that every day when you, when you quiet your mind and you, you spend time in meditation and you get clear on the thoughts that are running your, your mind daily, 
right? That are then, then affecting or, or running your behavior, right? You just, we keep repeating these patterns. If you don't take that time, whether it's in the morning or at any time of your day, to slow down, to gain clarity, to journal, to meditate, to visualize all of these things, then you tend to just keep running the same patterns and programs day after day after day after day every single day. But when you take that time to do your miracle morning or whatever morning ritual you know it is, call it what you want, then you become more aware of how your thoughts, words, and actions, the choices you're making, how they impact not only your life, but the lives of everybody in your, in your circle of influence. You know, when I, in the morning and I'm meditating, I have breakthroughs about how to be a better husband for my wife or a better father for my kids. I, I have, I had to have epiphanies around something I said or did yesterday that, that may have landed wrong with my wife and I might've defended or argued. And then now that I'm in this quiet space, I'm able to get really clear on the impact of what I say and what I think and what I do. So as each of us dedicates time each day, each morning, doing our miracle morning, we are elevating our own individual consciousness, our conscious awareness and of how what we think, say, and do impacts people in our lives, impacts our own life, our health, our mental health, physical health, our bank account, right? Our, our income, our, you name it, right? That awareness, you're elevating your conscious awareness and also how your choices are impacting people, but also the planet, right? You name it. So if all of us start doing the miracle morning, if we get a billion people practicing, and I know, you know but this isn't overnight, this is my lifetime goal. I might not reach a billion people until I'm 99 years old, right? Or I might never reach a billion. I might, I might die and I've all, we've reached 400,000 or you know, whatever, right? The numbers are arbitrary. You know, the purpose of a goal, if you remember from Jim Rohn, my favorite or one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes is the purpose of a goal isn't to reach the goal. It's to become the type of person that you need to be to reach all of your goals. It's, to, it's the impact that you make along the way, not whether or not you hit the specific, measurable, actionable results-oriented, time-bound goal. It's more about the journey. And so my commitment is to do everything in my power now and for the rest of my life to try to elevate the consciousness of humanity. And I'm not waiting until I hit a certain goal to feel good about it every day, every interaction I have. Right now, hopefully this is making a positive impact in your life in some way, then that for me is, is that, that this is what it's about. You know, this is what it's about. So with all of that said, again, go to miraclemorningmovie.com if you want to reserve your ticket to the Miracle Morning Movie and live experience. Yeah, and then keep an eye out for the Miracle Morning Movie launch team application, the invitation, which I'll be sending out here probably in the next uh, few days around the time of this. It might even be in this email by the time <laughs> I get this email out. So that's it for today. And thank you for listening. I just, I, as I was thinking about, like I said, uh, today's podcast and just in general, I've spent so much time reflecting on the Miracle Morning and what it's become. And it's so inspiring to me to see the impact that uh, the Miracle Morning, not just the book, but the community more than anything, you listening to this, the impact that you are making in your world is elevating the consciousness of humanity one person at a time. And you are that person I am that person. Every single one of us, we are individually, we are that person. We are that one person that all we can do is own ourselves, take responsibility for ourselves, become the best version of ourselves. And in doing so, our life becomes a positive 
impact in the lives of everybody else in the world. So love you. I appreciate you. I think that's it. Yeah. MiracleMorningMovie.com for all the details and uh, I'll be in touch really soon. And if I don't talk to you before, I will talk to you next week. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Achieve Your Goals podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from Hal Elrod, visit halelrod.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. 